Welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, the podcast where we don't shy away from the difficult topics. We dive deep and explore what it means to genuinely, authentically heal. I'm your host, Mary, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's show. Hey friends, how's it going out there? Things have been very busy over here. As I mentioned last time, I've been focusing on creating new infrastructure behind the scenes and got the new website up. So that's been really exciting, but there's still a lot of fleshing out that needs to happen. I was saying to a friend of mine, it feels like when you have a pair of new shoes and you just can't wait to get some creases formed and let some messiness happen so that they feel, you know, lived in and human you can feel the personality again. So that's, that's where I'm at over here. A big part of changing my website has been moving my blog over from the old site to the new one. I had over a hundred posts and it turns out there's no wham, bam, easy way to just move it in one fell swoop. So I've had to copy and paste and recreate every single blog entry one at a time, which I was complaining about endlessly at first. But then something shifted genuinely. And I kind of lost myself in the process. And and I started enjoying the process and rereading old stuff and appreciating so much this record of the past few years. I committed to the blog during COVID and I stuck with it pretty religiously writing and posting every week. A lot of the entries are very personal and contemplative. Many of them I hadn't even remembered very clearly. Like, you know, that's the thing about the past. It blurs into one color in the rear view. We lose the nuances of who we were and how we felt, what went down, how it affected us. We tend to be so forward-facing and ambitious and impatient as human beings so interested in what's next that we discount the brilliance of what came before we don't always give ourselves credit or take time to take stock and appreciate how much we've lived through how much we've survived how much we've accomplished i had a client who trained for a long time and then ran a marathon And I remember in our session post-marathon, one of the things I was most curious about was how it felt after crossing the finish line. Because a finish line, the literal ones and the metaphorical ones too, they're not just points of completion. A finish line is also a point of transition. And it helps to remember this because when our expectations are out of sync with our reality, we suffer. Those times of completion, of actualizing something that we've wanted for ourselves, they're beautiful. They can be deeply emotional and rich. They can also feel heavy. We can also lose our footing on the other side of a goal because we tend to forget the transition part. We're so focused on the finish line that we neglect to consider that our lives will continue on the other side of the finish line. How will we feel? What will we need? I've talked about this in the context of writing my book, 
For two years, I was a person writing a book. And when people would ask me about it, I was happy to tell them, oh, yes, I'm writing a book. It's about healing and what gets in the way of healing and how to navigate. And the other person would say, oh, wow, how exciting. Good for you. And it would just be good feelings all around. My ego felt calm because as long as I was writing the book, there was nothing at stake. The transition of being someone who had written a book was a whole different thing. There was a lot of ego freak out when that time came because now I've completed the work and you can actually buy it and hold it in your hands and read it and have opinions about it. The ambiguity is gone and ambiguity can feel like a snuggly gray blanket, right? We can hide inside our ambiguity for ages if we want to. We can keep on moving the finish line enjoying the safety of being someone who's working towards something instead of someone with an accomplishment under their belt, something to show for themselves, something other people can judge. When we know consciously that we've just transitioned from one identity or one kind of status in our lives to another, then we can regard ourselves in ways that are supportive to that truth. We still need support and love and encouragement after we've crossed the finish line because our sense of meaningfulness can go a little wobbly when we've been working towards something for a long time and then we achieve it and then it's like, right, so what am I living for now? What's the orientation of my life? The truth is when we live from a place of awareness when we're engaged with our path in the spirit of adventure, when we've trained ourselves to be mentally flexible, we can move through the transition of before to after with ease. We know there will be more beginnings, more before and afters. There will be other challenges we'll task ourselves with because we're lifelong learners. And knowing this, makes it possible to relax and authentically savor the sweetness of our hard work and all we've been able to accomplish. As I've shared before on this show, right at the same time as finally achieving the goal of launching this podcast, a series of things in my life spectacularly fell apart. We talked about this as an example of what's called a tower moment, those deaths that precede rebirths in our lives. What I've realized about that time in retrospect is that actualizing the goal of this podcast was a finish line experience. I proved something important to myself by doing it and I changed. You know, if you, if you worked really hard to lose a substantial amount of weight and get in shape, your old clothes wouldn't fit you anymore. You'd put on your pants and they'd fall down. That falling down, falling away, shedding of old skin, it can be really scary when we aren't able to contextualize it. The fact that the old pants don't fit is proof 
that the changes you made were real and profound and you're not the same person anymore. But there can also be panic in this. There can be an inner narrative that goes, well then, who the hell am I? And, and what if I don't like this version? What if I want the old familiar one back? Really what all of these thoughts are is just iterations of the same singular fear of am I safe? In the face of change, even positive change, it can feel a little overwhelming. It can trigger feelings of, wait a minute, am I safe? Do I even recognize myself? Have I lost the familiar to the point where I don't really know where I am in the vortex anymore? Am I safe? It can take a minute to reestablish a sense of, this is me. I'm a person who realizes their goals And part of realizing a goal involves changing. And part of changing means things that fit before might not fit anymore. And not just pants. (laughs) Relationships, roles, careers, contracts, they could slip away like wrong size clothes. But listen, what do you want for yourself, for your life? At the end of the day, this is a question I've learned to ask myself. What do you want? A life where things stay comfortably the same or a life where you're advancing on your path, doing the legacy work, being challenged by your own desires and then rising to meet the occasion. During the great blog rehoming project of 2023, I discovered some advice I'd forgotten about in one of my older posts from Margaret Atwood, who said to writers, the waste paper basket is your friend. Isn't that great? It's a reminder we all need from time to time to give ourselves permission to scrap what's not working, to start over, to revise, to change. I think Two of the hardest things for us as human beings are change and disappointment. What we put ourselves through in order to avoid them profoundly shapes us. Change is an undeniable part of life. So is disappointment. When we live in such a way that we're bracing against the possibility of changing away from what's familiar or bracing against the possibility of being disappointed or disappointing another... We stunt our growth. There's no way to grow and evolve without changing. There's no way to have close, authentic, intimate connections with others and not experience disappointment. I'm sorry. I know. I wish it was easier, but it's not. But again, when we align our expectations of life with the reality of life, we suffer significantly less than when we're rigid. We have access to the waste paper basket. We're allowed to start over when we need to. This is your story. Your wondrous, precious story. It doesn't end at the finish line. The finish line is like the end of a chapter. 
your life will carry on beyond those benchmark moments. So make sure you're pulling the lens back when you need to and being generous with yourself. Engaged not just with the task at hand, but with the totality of your own aliveness moment to moment. Sometimes we think our stories are written in ink. They're not. Trust me. They're written in pencil. They can be edited ongoingly with a lot more ease than we realize. There are many sheets of paper in this book. Rip out some pages and start again anytime you need to. Just don't forget how powerful you are. How capable you are. How much has transpired in order for you to be here right now. How much life loves you and wants eagerly to collaborate with you every single moment. Thanks for spending the time with me today. And if you heard something that resonated, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast so it can find its way to other ears out there. To learn more about my work and my latest offerings, visit me at marywelch.com or on Instagram at marywelchofficial. Till next time, friends.